This is The Switch, finding solutions to support sustainable living and combat climate change at the individual level. Brought to you by the Fur Bearers. I'm here with Aaron Ryan of the BC SPCA to talk about rodent proofing our homes so we don't need to look at rodenticides. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So rodents are everywhere in Canada, pretty much. We can all at some point in our lives expect to see rodents. And it's very common for us to have mice and sometimes rats or even squirrels in our homes. But we don't want to go through the process of using poison or some other inhumane removal method. So it seems reasonable to start with preventing this issue. Uh, what are ways that people can very simply start making their home rodent proof? Yeah. So I would say step one is a really easy one to do. It's just identifying and removing the attractants. So rodents and you know other wild animals are just drawn to areas where they have food and shelter or places to fill up and places to chill. So you can start by making your home sort of less attractive to these mice and rats by removing as many of these as possible. So you can start inside your home and work towards the outside of your home or vice versa. But as you're looking through the inside of your home, think about the places that you keep food that might be attractive. I know for me, it's cat food. We keep our cat food in, rather than in bags, we keep them in bins. Most of our dry goods like flour and rice all get stored in jars rather than just in the bag, which is pretty easy for rooms to chew through and pretty easy for them to smell. Absolutely. On the outside of your building, um, you know, any type of clutter or things that are stacked really close to the building are all those areas where they can get shelter. So ideally clean up, you can trim and thin out any plantings, especially where they're very, very close to the wall, uh, just to create some space there. Yeah, I definitely noticed on my trail cams, I often get to see the mice jumping across the yard and they absolutely, actually most of the wildlife, but especially the mice love running along tall grass that edges the shed or a fence. And I think it just must offer them such a feeling of safety. So moving those objects away from the house, uh, just it makes perfect sense. But that also then would probably make it harder for them to get in. What are other ways that they're going to try and get in that we can try and figure out and shut down? Yeah, definitely start by taking a walk around the outside of the house. And if you're in an apartment or if your home has a patio or balcony, check those out too. So what you're looking for is any gaps, any open vents, um, or scanning up to the roof line as well, because rodents are excellent climbers. And for reference, you know, mice can enter a home through holes the size of a small dime. So a good rule is that if your finger can fit in it, a mouse can fit in it. So go through these areas of the outside, check the inside as well, search for areas that rodents might enter. Some of the most common places that we see rodents entering is, you know, pulling out really large appliances from the wall, making sure to move any boxes or furniture out from the walls, checking in along the baseboards. And also open all your cupboards and make sure that there's no holes or gaps in there. I was surprised in one apartment how many small gaps there were. And it was honestly just dollar store um, uh, steel wool to block access to a few of them along pipes. Uh, so in this apartment, I had a lot of uh, water pipes because it was all uh, that was all the heating was water based. So there's water pipes everywhere going through drywall and in behind the drywall. So just shoving some of the steel wool in there and especially on the outside walls making sure that those were sealed off very quickly prevented them from getting around and into my units what's what would be the third step if we're breaking this into say four steps right 
So after locating the entry points, it's it's exactly what you said. It's just that exclusion and repair. So making sure uh, you can use things like metal mesh, you can use heavy gauge wire screening to cover any holes. And of course, because pipes and wire passages are very common, um, you can use different plates to try and block off some of the access. For pipes, you want to look for what's called an escutcheon plate. It's a fun word. Um, but that'll just- An escutcheon? Escutcheon. Escutcheon. Will block access from pipes coming up from the wall, so that's less of a gap. And there is kind of this expanding foam sealant, um, but that's best applied over top of metal mesh and to sort of just fill in gaps and cracks rather than being the only thing that you use. Another super common and super easy step to take is just installing door sweeps. So if there's a gap underneath your front door that a mice can fit through, install a door sweep. Super easy. Yeah, and it's one of those funny things that you wouldn't think of. But again, you figure, well, a dime-sized hole near where some food might be. So my girl, JJ, she gets fed in the kitchen. And that is also where the probably the most easily accessible holes around our door are, is in the kitchen going into the backyard. So that's a simple solution at my home to do. Uh, and the silicone uh, is great. We just had to drill a uh, hole through the wall and uh, silicone to fill that up both on the inside and outside uh, because there's gaps in Ontario when we've got brick as well as cement inside. So you want to make sure you get both sides of that. Uh, and what would we do after that? I mean, we've gone around the house. We found out what might be bringing them in. We have found ways to keep them out. Uh, what do we do once we've kind of gone through that and gotten our little visitors out? And the last step is just do it again, keep doing it. Um, so I think a lot of people, they do it once and they think that that's, that's enough. But as we know, rodents have really strong front teeth that can gnaw through almost anything, including metal over time. So what we recommend is that people try to do this, you know, in the spring and in the fall, or at minimum, try to do it as part of your spring cleaning and just look for any signs of new gnawing or poop maybe and try to make those repairs really promptly so that you're addressing it before it becomes an issue i never thought i'd talk so much about poop in my life but then i got into talking about animals and it seems to be a daily thing um yeah. for people who people who want to learn more about this and particularly folks who are looking for someone to help them with some of this work where can they go and what can they find so i think the best thing that we can recommend is try to look for an animal kind accredited company. There is a smaller number of companies, but if you search animalkind.ca, they'll also find resources on questions to ask your pest control company and how to make them follow animal kind standards. Amazing. I want to thank Aaron so much for joining us and encourage folks to visit animalkind.ca and spca.bc.ca where there's a lot of great info on this. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for having me. Want to learn more about this week's episode and how your choices can benefit wildlife and their habitat? View the show notes in your app or visit DefenderRadio.com. To learn more about the fur bearers, visit TheFurBearers.com or find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow host Michael Howie on social media with at HowieMichael on Instagram or Defender Radio Podcast on Facebook. Subscribe or follow Defender Radio to get notified about new episodes of The Switch and Defender Radio right on your smart device. Thanks for listening.